Welcome back to the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. And we are continuing our conversation with Cindy Morrison, who is the Chief Public Policy Officer for Sanford Health and has been with Sanford Health for a long time. Very long. Cindy, uh, you should probably just, uh, just give us clean. just give us the quick bio. <laughs> How when did you start at then Sioux Valley Hospital? I started at Sioux Valley Hospital in 1981. Wow! And um, have been here. The, my dad used to have a saying that said, "You know, I, I since Shep was a pup." <laughs> and some of the folks that I think are your are your listeners will recognize uh, that kind of language. But yeah, I've been here a long time, and it's given me the opportunity to um, to really watch the changing landscape, and it's been dramatic. In 35 years. Yeah, but you started uh, uh, doing, you know, in the print shop. Isn't yeah, that right? actually, I I was lucky when I was in uh, when I was in high school. Um, I took a vocational program, and it was really about advertising design and vocational printing. And what I did was, um, I worked there for about seven or eight years. And somebody called me and said, "You ought to go to work at Sioux Valley. They have this in-house captured mm-hmm. printing department and uh, ad design department." And we think you'd be really good at it. And so I applied, and I started here. And then uh, probably, you know, five, six, seven years later, uh, an opening came up in the marketing department, and those two areas worked so closely together Mm -hmm. that it was, hey, Cindy, why don't you consolidate all of these areas, bring them under one manager, Mm -hmm. and that will be you. And so I did that for a number of years. And then um, when Lyle Schroeder retired and Kelby Krabenhoff came, um, he asked me to be his chief of staff, so I was Kelby's chief of staff for a number of years. Don't ask me how many, I don't remember. <laughs> it was um, all I a blur did, at this point. I did point. that, and then we got involved in some pretty heady issues in Washington, D.C., Yep. and um, uh, I did a lot of work in the public policy arena, and the next thing you know, I'm doing public policy at Sanford, and then I came back and did another stint in marketing for a while, still having public policy, and so now I'm uh, focused just on public policy. So that's been my tenure. That's a that's quite a rise. Yes, um, it is quite a rise. It was and, fun. And you and I have talked a lot in the past about um, the issue that you were in Washington with, which is the physician-owned hospitals, which put you in direct conflict with um, which the physician-owned place we have in Sioux Falls is the Sioux Falls Specialty Hospital right. and all that. Right. So you were very involved with that, and uh, um, and Blake Kurd, who is, people will know as a state legislator and local doctor, he was on the other side. You guys were really kind of the national face of that. That's right. Um, what was that like for you to go through that? It was a long battle over over physician-owned hospitals and facilities, and there's a cap in place now. That what did you learn from that about healthcare delivery? What I really learned was that it's way more complicated than people realize, and um, I think that was the big lesson. The other lesson was that uh, working on federal law, it takes tenacity, it takes um, sophistication, and it takes a long time, like you said. I mean, we worked on that issue nearly a decade. Um, It was worth every bit of time we spent. I think Sanford Health learned a lot. I also think that we were able to obtain a certain credibility, and I think of that I'm most proud. I think one of the things I was often told, in fact, everyone listening should be proud of this, I was often told by people in Washington, D.C., we really like it when you guys are here because you're from a part of the country, you folks are just so straight up, (laughs) and you're so honest about things and very transparent, and we really like working with you. And I think that gained us a lot of... um, access in Washington because people knew that they could trust that we had done our homework. And I think of of anything I'm most proud of, of being able to represent 
not just Sanford Health, but also the people of this region because I am a product of that. I was born and raised here. Yeah. We're talking with Cindy Morrison. She's the Chief Public Policy Officer for Sanford Health and uh, been through the been through the policy wars. Uh, we're in another policy war, of course. Um, one of the things that came up during the series of bills that were uh, the health care reform packages that were in the Congress, um, none of which passed, but this concept of block granting Medicaid, and we were talking about Medicaid a little earlier, back to the states, um, from from a health system perspective, is that is that a good idea? Yeah, so, so here's the challenge. Um, if you step back and you start at the very beginning, knowing that, that Medicaid is a state and a federal program, obviously you're trying to keep your dollars down, right? And how can you do that? Well, in a block grant situation, what you get is you get a specified amount of money, and that's it. And if your costs go over that, the burden for that falls to the state. And can the state handle that financially is the first question. Then where does that also morph into other, other ways? Well, it can morph into the costs get shifted someplace else. So I think the details are, are what matters, right? You really need to under, understand the details. Is it a block grant? Is it capped? What it, what's the criteria that, that's in there? And that's just when this last one fell apart. Mm-hmm. And it fell apart because I think a lot of people were really trying to wrap their heads around, okay, today it looks good, but will it look good in five years? Will it look good in ten years? You know, because if you look at federal law, a lot of times what happens is they'll start and say this, pop, this program won't take place for two years, but by year 25 this will be the impact. Or mm-hmm. by year 2028... This will be the impact. Those are at the state level. Well, then beyond the state level, the health systems have to look and say, what kind of an impact is that going to have on us and our ability to actually care for patients? And I think these this idea of block grants have been around forever. Right. And it's really just a philosophy on, on what do you think is the best way to finance what happens with Medicaid. And, you know, th- what happened in the ACA, and I just want to add this on because I think this makes a difference, there was what they called innovation grants. And it was the idea of, okay, you can apply for a grant. That made it, it was difficult to apply for those grants. Uh, there are things that you can do in the way of waivers where you can reshape, and I mentioned that earlier, how you want to reshape programs. So a block grant, that's the mechanics of it. But it really is, how does it get written? Mm-hmm. How is it actually going to play itself out over a period of years? How will that affect the state? How will that affect all of us? And you can see it gets very complicated. We were getting a lot of questions when this last attempt um, uh, bill came out. Well, what's the impact on Sanford? We didn't know. We didn't have enough detail to be able to know. This wasn't a plan. They were just kind of goals and suggestions. Yeah, I think what happens is, it's again, it's difficult to write federal policy. You know, when you start writing laws, every word matters, every comma matters. You know, all of those things matter in how it gets written. Otherwise, you end up with loopholes and unintended consequences and all of those things. So I think, you know, as, as we've looked at it and, as, and I've, I've spoken to members of, of Congress, I've said, you know, I think this is one of those things that whenever you reshape big programs, Medicare, mm-hmm. Medicaid, it really needs to be thoughtful. And you really need to spend a little time working on that. And so, you know, for us, we say we're happy to be there. We're happy to be in any conversation you want to have. But let's be thoughtful about this process and how we bring it through. And I think um, 
I think that would mirror a lot of the discussion that you've heard in the last couple of months. You know, I think now where are we going to go, right? That's mm-hmm. the question. What's going to happen next? Because the other thing about Congress and what happens in Washington, very different than what happens at the state level. There's only a few vehicles that move in an entire year in Washington, right. D.C. The second thing is you always have these year-end things. Well, that's where we're at right now. We're in October. Right. So by the end of the year, there's going to be expiring provisions that are going to have to be dealt with. There's going to be the debt ceiling discussion. That's got to happen. There's a tax reform discussion underway. Where's health care fit in there? Right. Right. Meanwhile, and, I got to pay premiums. I got to re, exactly. I got to re-up my insurance policy. Exactly. And, that happens in November. Yeah. And right? I'm on the ACA. Open enrollment. <laughs> ACA. Um, I've said this to our listeners many times. I'm on the ACA. These things affect me directly. And I'm just sitting here waiting for this hammer to fall mm-hmm. to find out how much more money I got to pay. Yeah. And see, this is now your what you are. You are just a microcosm of what I think a lot of folks are thinking. Right. How much will my premiums be? Are they going to continue to increase? And there were so many challenges. So remember in the ACA, I'll give you one example. There was this worry about adverse selection. And basically what that means is this. When you have a pool of people in an insurance product and you have all, if if all the sick people are in, all the costs are really going to be high. Mm -hmm. But if you have healthy people in in the pool, then that helps balance that out, right? So back when the ACA was written, there was all kinds of concern about adverse selection. And the insurance companies raised this issue. And then they developed a program called Risk Corridors, ways to make sure that you got funded in case there was adverse selection. I mean, very complicated mm-hmm. uh, discussion. And, and some of that didn't work out. And that's, that contributes to this uncertainty. It contributes to the exchanges and how they all played out and all of that. And all of these things are in the mix for what causes premiums to rise and, and, and all of those things. So this is why people want to get after health care, right? Mm-hmm. Health care will always be a focus. It's just because it's expensive, but it's very important. It's like food is important to people. Right. So is health care. You don't fix the uh, food supply. You keep right. I mean, you, you just keep working on it, and that's the way this is. You know, it's not like you're going to have some silver bullet that all of a sudden the cost of health care is going to drop in half. That will not happen. But what you're hoping you can do is bend that curve. And I think that's the focus. And so health care will be back. I suspect health care may morph into next year. Right? We're in October. We still have Thanksgiving and Christmas to get through. Members of Congress will have breaks. Nothing is going to happen. Right. It'll just take some time, and and I think that will happen. I think the thing to watch for is the process. Mm -hmm. Right? How will it happen? And um, I think it's going to take some time. Yeah. We're uh, going to come right back after a short message with uh, Cindy Morrison. She is the public, chief public policy offer, officer for Sanford Health, which, of course, is a big deal here and across the upper Midwest. We'll be right back. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO.